And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Saskatchewan government gives a boost to robot farming in this province. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision, ag and lawn and garden products. Well, in a few minutes, we'll have an interview with Nick Cornea. He's... uh, president of Farmers Against Rural Crime. But first, the Saskatchewan government is providing $230,000 to Dot Technology Corporation in Emerald Park to support development of robot farming technology. The funds will be supplied over two years to develop and pilot the Dot Autonomous Power Platform. The system is designed to do various farm tasks like seeding, spraying and harvesting with minimal human supervision. The Minister responsible for Innovation Saskatchewan, Tina Beaudry-Meller, says the project offers cutting-edge homegrown technology. The marketing manager for DOT Technology and Seedmaster, Corey Bojo, says the funds will be used to help develop the computer programming for the autonomous power platform. A nice sum of money that really helps to keep things moving forward with a, a startup like DOT. It's invaluable to help with the initial hiring of specialty staff like programmers and computer engineers and that kind of thing that's very critical to the success of DOT and helps to give ourselves a bit more of a leg up as we move forward and plan to build uh, a space for ourselves in the market in a new and exciting way. Explain just what is DOT technology. This is a full robot to avoid a farmer out on a tractor. That's right. It's a power platform that is designed to receive specially designed implements to be mounted on it. And the power platform is fully autonomous and loaded up with sensors and cameras and all that kind of thing so that it's safe and functional for presently for field use and hopefully for in the not too distant future we'll be working with uh, other legislative authorities to help to make it roadworthy as well to move from one field to the next to the next. But basically, it's a power platform that replaces the um, horsepower that a farmer would typically use a tractor for, and it is equipped with a bunch of hydraulic functionality and electronic functionality to deploy in the field with an implement mounted on it to perform the task that that implement is meant to do. So that can be anything from seeding, and we've we've launched uh, Seedmaster technology to, to link up with that, to spraying, to rolling, to manure spreading, any kind of task that a farmer would use, uh, would, would do in the field basically is what our, our hope is and our vision for it is. So presently we've, we've got Seedmaster technology that's been developed as a DOT implement partner. Our seeder, we've developed a harvest cart, a land roller, and a, a smaller sprayer. And more recently, we've aligned with Pattison Liquid Systems out of Lemberg, Saskatchewan, and they've developed um, two pieces to be mounted on DOT. One is their Connect product, which is a 120-foot sprayer, a really nice-looking machine, and also a coulter system for side dressing of corn, perhaps not appropriate for this market, but more so for the U.S. market and the corn belt and that kind of thing. And so this $230,000 of provincial money will be put to good use, it sounds like. Yes, we've been very successful in hiring extraordinary talent for, from the computer programming, computer software side of things. And this money is, is definitely helping to 
make sure that these guys and gals are employed and can come back to the province in many situations. A number of these folks have come back to Saskatchewan from away, which is extraordinary. And to make sure that there's essentially startup funds to make this thing grow in, into big and beautiful things. What is the stage of DOT technology right now? Is it still in the experimental stage or are there some out in the field? What is going on? For sure. Right now, with our partnership with Patterson, with the Implement Partnership with Patterson and the Connect product, one of them has gone there. So we're, we're still very small. We want to make sure that we're doing this right and not blowing the lid off things that we can't manage properly. So by the end of this growing season, we hope to have between four and six dot power platforms rolling around in the field, whether it's for spraying, for in-crop spraying with the Patterson system, for harvest cart operations, so pulling product off the combine and bringing it to a bin or a, a tender, or and also for winter wheat seeding. We'll be uh, deploying a, a couple of them or more for winter wheat seeding during this seeding season. And at this point, we have also launched a very successful deposit program wherein farmers can put down a thousand bucks for a completely refundable, completely refundable thousand dollar deposit holder for having their dot produced in 2019, 2020, 2021, or 2022. And that was launched a few months ago with extraordinary response from the farmer community literally around the world. And we need to perhaps have some difficult conversations because we want to really focus our efforts in Western Canada initially to make sure that we've got everything the way that it needs to be. And this is where we designed it, and this is we designed it with the Saskatchewan farmer in mind with a lot of their problems that they're currently facing with respect to access to skilled labor in a consistent way it sort of loosens one of those pinch points on the farm. And we really hope that it will help farmers farm differently. With respect to that labor piece, we think that it provides opportunities for farmers to get engaged in other elements of their farm. Even for smaller operators, there's a a lot of reality there for smaller operators that sometimes find it difficult to invest in large implements for large sums of money. Often these smaller farmers are relegated to purchasing used equipment, so they're a bit beat up or they're dated technology, whereas this gives them the opportunity to invest in a technology that's cutting edge, appropriate for the small farm, the large farm. We see it as being uh, something that can hopefully shake up the industry in a good way. Corey Bojo is the marketing manager for Dot Technology and Seedmaster in Emerald Park, east of Regina. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Saskatchewan group Farmers Against Rural Crime will be pushing Ottawa for law reform at rural crime hearings this fall in Ottawa. President and founder Nick Cornia of Briarcrest sees the go-ahead for the federal inquiry as a victory for prairie farmers. The safety committee now has six months to respond to, to this M167. Uh, they're going to be doing an inquiry on what's going on out in Western Canada and see, basically it's like breaking down an engine, see what's wrong with it, take the bad parts out and see what we need to do to fix that engine again. So it's in a federal inquiry. You're anticipating to look into rural crime. What do you hope they will resolve? I'm hoping they bring in some uh, some new laws, change some policies as well too. 
maybe lower the the Young Offenders Act age because uh, a lot of these young offenders, uh, a lot of the theft that's going on is young offenders that are coming out from cities and, and things like that and, you know, trying to get gang initiation. And, and the people that are uh, higher than them know that they're not going to get much of a punishment for doing what they do out here. So if we could bring some policies in on that, that would be great. Trespassing, you need to have permission to go on, whether it's hunting or different things like that, to be on the, the property instead of us having to post our land and say that we don't want you on our land. A lot of things like that would be uh, quite beneficial, and I think we'll come out in that inquiry once it's all said and done. So those are the two keys you see is looking at uh, lowering the age of young offenders and reforming the trespass laws, and the province in Saskatchewan is, is looking at that too. Uh, yes, I, I, yeah, the, I think those are two things that would drastically help the situation, as well as restitution and accountability to the criminals as well too. The restitution to the to the victims, but accountability for the criminals, well, whether they're uh, having to clean ditches or pay back what the damages that they do to the victims out in in rural Saskatchewan and well, I guess rural Canada. We're right now we're doing some fundraising. It has been mentioned that they are wanting me to come out to Ottawa uh, either this summer or this fall to be part of this inquiry and basically be called upon as a witness to what's going on. So I'm still urging everyone to send in their emails to farmers at rural crime, farmers against rural crime at gmail.com uh, with what different stories of what has happened to them, how the RCP handled themselves, different things like that. As well, we are starting to fundraise for myself to get out to Ottawa as, as I don't want to take any handouts from the government. So we're fundraising, we're selling hats and shirts, and you can find us at Farmers Against Rural Crime on Facebook to order up some shirts and some hats. They're pretty cool looking. Cornea says he had a great deal of support from farmers at last week's Canada Farm Progress Show in Regina. The president of APAS has more ammunition to fight a federal carbon tax. A new U of R study released this morning shows the cost of a carbon tax on farmers would reach $5 an acre. Todd Lewis says for a 4,000-acre farm, it's $20,000 in extra costs. We were surprised to uh, see that they are as high as that, and I think producers are very leery of increased costs. All the trade issues we're having right now, and markets are under attack, and uh, there's lots going on in commodity prices that aren't positive, and to uh, put a carbon tax in at this time is going to increase producers' costs. It won't be very helpful to our industry at all. So this is good information, good solid research, and we're happy it's been put forward. And it's nice to see some numbers. We've asked for these numbers out of the federal government and haven't received any. So so uh, hopefully this starts the conversation. The U of R study was released this morning by Environment Minister Dustin Duncan. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola gained two dollars and sixty cents at four eighty four zero four. Oats fell a dollar six at one fifty three thirty two. Number one red spring wheat went up five fifty nine at two twenty six eighty four. The rest were unchanged. Durham two fifty five seventy three. Feed barley one seventy two sixty three. Flax four seventy two sixty eight. Yellow peas two thirty five fifty four and feed wheat 189.58.
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat is down a half cent at 5.32 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Hartman Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, June the 27th. 375 cows and bulls, 275 feeders, a handful of cow-calf pairs, around that 650 mark for today. Cows and bulls selling pretty much steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 77 to 87, sales to 91, 92 on these high-yielding kind. D3 cows, 67 to 77, cows are averaging 83.50. Good bulls, 108 to 118, sales to 121, 122. The bulls are averaging 115. On to the feeder market, this is last Wednesday's feeder prices on the steer side, five to six hundred pound steers, two fifteen to two twenty two, six to sevens, two dollars to two fifteen, seven to eight hundred pound steers, one ninety five one ninety five, and they topped out at two ten. Eight to nine hundred pound steers, one sixty to one seventy five. On to the heifers, five to six hundred pound heifers, one ninety to two dollars, six to sevens, one eighty to one ninety five, and seven to eight hundred pound heifers, one seventy to one eighty five. Pay attention, producers. Next week, Wednesday, July the 4th, we are closed for yard maintenance. Our next sale will be Wednesday, July the 11th. This is the time of the year these highways are full of campers. Pay attention and be alert. Enjoy the Canada Day. Long weekend, everyone. That's it for this, that's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,200 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of $190 to $201 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling a range of 188 to 199 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is lower, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down two basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3306. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.24 cents U.S. Regional cash markets in the U.S. were down again yesterday, subsequently losing approximately 30 cents to 45 cents U.S. 100 weight. Packer operating margins have staged a significant recovery over the past week as wholesale pork prices moved higher while cash bids for live supplies dropped nearly $5 a hundred weight. Lean hog futures opened slightly lower this morning as many traders focused on tomorrow's release of the USDA's quarterly hogs and pigs report. Analysts surveyed by Erner Berry in advance of tomorrow's release estimated the total herd to be up approximately 3% from year ago levels, which would imply a 4% increase in pork production over the next four to five months. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, wind west 20 this afternoon. The high today 25, the low 10. We have increasing cloudiness for Thursday and sunny skies at first, the high 27, some evening showers Thursday and a low 14. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 19, the low 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 22. Chance of evening showers Saturday, the low 12. Sunday, showers and the high 20. Chance of evening showers again Sunday, the low 12. Monday, sunny, the high 23, the low 13. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 26. The normal high is 24, the normal low is 10. The sun rose at 4.49 this morning. It sets at 9.14 tonight. 
And we have around the province, Estevan is 24 degrees. That's the hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour. The cold spot is a bit further north in Jimmy Lake at 12 degrees. The hot spot, by the way, in Canada is in New Brunswick at 30 degrees. Saskatoon is 23, Swift Current 21, Weyburn 23, Yorkton is 22. In Regina, with sunny skies, it's 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 16, humidity 36%, and the barometer dropping 101.0. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 23, winds are from the west-southwest at 26. Once again, Regina, sunny, 22, that's 72 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.